Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. And as he stated clearly, I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. As always, I want to hear from you today. As always, this show is your show. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. And today is a very special show because our guest today will be focused on HBCU, what I like to call black excellence. Because I recognize that we have to have an ability to be able to communicate and share this slice of opportunities that is happening on these HBCU campuses. Now, quite frankly, I did not graduate from an HBCU campus, but that does not stop me from being an advocate of an HBCU. I from Houston, I graduated University of Houston, which is right down the street from Texas Southern University in Third Ward, Texas, in Houston, Texas. And um, I almost went to HBCU in Baton Rouge Southern University, and I enrolled in the summertime, and I opt out and enrolled in University of Houston and seven years later I got my degree and I've always been a fan of what the opportunities that what did what could have been not that my degree I got at U of H has failed me it has not failed me at all but they're all different experiences and the guests I have on my show today are important because they're going to share with you the possibilities if you're sitting on the fence if you are curious about what an HBCU is let me just give you some facts about an HBCU and these can be checked that 50% all graduates of HBCUs who are black public school teachers are black come from HBCUs 80% of the HBCU graduates black judges come from HBCUs. 70% of the black doctors come from HBCUs. 50% of the black lawyers come from HBCUs. 40% of the black engineers come from HBCUs. 24% of the STEM graduates come from HBCUs. 75% of the black veterinarians come from HBCUs. 70% of the black dentists come from HBCUs. These are facts. 
These are individuals who are graduating from these schools and paying taxes and becoming an effective professional organization, a group that is running this country. And we need to know that. And sometimes I feel that if you don't have people like me chirping, screaming, promoting black excellence from these schools, then a lot of people would know because we all know about Deion Sanders. We all know what he's doing. That's sports. I'm talking about the academic side. Well, your child can go to school and be an incredible academic achiever, an incredible professional in one of these areas, a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, black. I forgot, 40% of the members of Congress who are black come from HBCUs or graduate from HBCUs. So if you have a gift, I want you to leave with your gift and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. We'll be discussing how to overcome the odds in life. Like I stated earlier, my guests on the show today represent people who are creating black excellent opportunities. My first guest, we'll be introducing her in a minute. She founded HBCU Week, that's Ashley Christopher, and she created academic and professional black excellence opportunities, and Simone Lawrence, who is creating HBCU job and academic opportunities in Utah. And as always, our theme is there's no perfect time to start following your dreams. Let's get this show started. My guest on the show today is Ashley Christopher. She is a double HBCU alum of Howard University and UDC David A. Clark School of Law. Ms. Christopher is paving the way for black youth to succeed. She draws from her life experiences and celebrates how far she's come as an attorney, CEO, founder of HBCU Week Foundation, stroke survivor, and mother. Since 2017, HBCU Week Foundation has raised more than $50 million for scholarships and curated dozens of events to ensure that black youth know higher education is an option. The world took notice and landed her some of the most significant partnerships such as Walt Disney Company, Bank of America, Capital One, the American Chemistry Council, and the NFL to name a few. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Miss Ashley Christopher. How are you doing, Ashley? I'm doing well, Rashawn. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for that great introduction. Well, first of all, I'm speaking the truth, and that's what we're going to talk about, the truth, the excellence that comes out of HBCUs that oftentimes doesn't get to the notoriety of what what has been accomplished at these schools. And, and when the Congress sits out there and tells us they're giving $2.8 billion to HBCUs, it's almost like they're doing a favor, which they should be giving Ten times that amount based on the academic and professional success of HBCUs. Can you comment on that? Oh, yeah, I have to agree with that. You know, HBCUs continue to graduate the best and the brightest year over year and contribute so much to just the world at large. Um, And these institutions cannot continue to be overlooked. Um, They need to be funded adequately. And the opportunities need to continue to be extended to students who are looking forward to attending these institutions because we can't get lost on the fact as to why they were even created. Because there was a time in this country where we were prohibited by law from matriculating into any higher education institution. So these colleges and universities were made specifically for us to get that education. And we have to remember that as we continue to push this message forward. And that message, and when we talk about that message, and you know, uh, my relationship with uh, Ashley Christopher is twofold. I met her when she was in college at Howard, when I was managing Steve Harvey at the time, and then I managed met her again when she was a uh, she's she's stationed in Wilmington, Delaware, works for the mayor's office, and and they invited Stephen A. Smith down 
to uh, honor him at an HBCU Week event. And that's how I met her again. And that's how I found out about the event, HBCU Foundation. But between all this, Mm -hmm. the value of what an HBCU brings into your life personally, and people ask you, what is the first thing comes out of your, through your mind process when you start talking about promoting uh, or even talking about or being a symbol of HBCU success? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, like I tell everybody when they ask me that question. Um, Going to an HBCU was the best decision I could have ever made for myself. Um, What I've drawn from that experience is that no matter what room I walk into and who's in that space, I know that I add value, my voice is necessary, and my presence is needed. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I would have gotten that same sense of self-confidence if I didn't choose a black institution um, but going to Howard really firmed up that confidence in me and it gave me what I needed, you know, to go out into the world and to choose whatever career path it may be that I'm valuable and my voice is necessary. So that HBCU experience really developed that in me. And I think that every black student across the world deserves that same experience. And do you feel that there is competition, you know, as in athletics, there's competition. You know, mm-hmm. you you know, you see these big schools like Michigan and University of Texas and Tennessee. You see 80,000, 100,000 people in the stands. And, you know, mm-hmm. but the, but that's their reputation. But every but the mm-hmm. HBCU got their reputations, too. Those bands, mm-hmm. those bands and that <laughs> athleticism and that that's that swag. You know, the HBCUs mm-hmm. bring that swag to the table. So we may not have one hundred thousand people in the stand, but we got the swag of one hundred thousand. That is really oh, yeah. uh, that is really something that really is uh, that, that puts a smile on your face. Right. Oh, absolutely. And what you'll find is, you know, just like a lot of other things in black culture, people try to duplicate it. So even though we're small, we're very mighty and we're very influential. And the things that we do on those HBCU campuses influences people across the world. So you were right on spot or right on target when you mentioned, you know, the swag and the bands and maybe small in numbers, but we're mighty in our influence. And that influence is great. And uh, now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna swing. I'm gonna have her for a couple of breaks here because we're gonna slow it down and talk about what she's doing from a standpoint of how the whole process of uh, academic opportunities. I've I've been to her events. I'm talking about these college day events. You know, thousands of kids showing up there, walking away with full scholarships, walking away with opportunities that they never. It's an entire weekend, and it's, and it's also traveling around the country. But the whole I, I, idea of of giving college high school students, is it? How did that whole idea of the HBCU Foundation Week Foundation come about? And also, mm-hmm. we know where it is now, and it's not nowhere where we want it to be. I say we because I got you on the show to say, hey, I'm an advocate of HBCU Week. I'm an advocate of what you're doing. I'm a believer mm-hmm. that you are a person who's living her dream, and her dream is to create Black excellence in our in our future leaders. So, how did it come about HBCU Week Foundation? Please explain to everybody what exactly it is. Yeah, so, you know, I was employed in the mayor's office in Wilmington, Delaware, as his special assistant. And what he did was ask me to come up with programming that was directed at Wilmington's most underserved communities. And I wanted to make sure that whatever focus I had, it was on education. I am a double HBCU alum. I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. And to be frank, there are a lot of students in my community that feel like higher education or college just isn't even an option for them. And I wanted to show them that that was not true. So what I did was I assembled in a college fair-like setting 
um, you know, I plan for about 200 high school students, five or six HBCUs, for students to engage directly with these admissions counselors so that they would know what it took to get into these institutions and what they had to look forward to once they were admitted. But when I started to market that idea, those 200 students spiked to 700. So I knew that this was something. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, were you, were you by yourself there? Was, was, was this just an idea by yourself? And you realized you got to get some people around you, huh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was just like, wait, how did this number spike? You know, just in little old Wilmington, Delaware, you know, 200, I thought, was an ambitious goal. But when we started to see the numbers coming in as to all the RSVPs from the surrounding schools, we knew, okay, well, it's not 200, it's 700, so we've got to change venues very quickly and course correct to make sure we're accommodating these students. Um, but from then, I knew that there was an appetite in Wilmington, Delaware, to learn more about HBCUs. And as you mentioned earlier, Rashawn, we met back at, uh, when I was at Howard, when I was the vice chair of Howard Homecoming 2006. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, in my mind, I'm like, how do I take Howard Homecoming on the road? Because I don't know the listeners. I'm hoping that you guys have experienced Howard Homecoming before. But if not, you got about 100,000 people (laughs) that descend upon the nation's capital to experience Howard Homecoming. So being vice chair, it really gave me, you know, that backdrop of what I needed for high-level event planning. So in deciding how to execute, you know, Howard Homecoming and bring it on the road, I knew this would really be exciting to these students. So let's excite them, have some fun, but also give them the opportunity to get accepted into college on the spot and get a scholarship award. So it's really transcended from a one-day college fair-like event to a week-long of activity. So you're saying that that students can come to your event, this college day event, and bring their Mm -hmm. transcript and their test scores, which is ACT or the SAT test scores, right? Oh, absolutely, yes. So what happens is a lot of the participating colleges engage in an on-the-spot acceptance process at our college fair. So if you're a graduating senior, we encourage you to come with copies of your transcript and your SAT or ACT scores. Because right there on the spot, the admissions counselors will evaluate your academic record and tell you whether or not you're admitted and if you are eligible for a scholarship. And these scholarships range anywhere between a one-time $5,000 award all the way up to a full ride. Okay, now, parents, you hear this? This is HBCU <laughs> week. Now we're not we're not joking around. This there are no uh like a no no admission fee. This is free to to come. Okay, mm-hmm. there are no uh registration fees when you're filling out the application. This is mm-hmm. br- telling your child are you coming with your child to mm-hmm. the event. And uh, they got they got several of them. We're gonna talk about the, the other events that are coming up. But I just want I just want to put a disclaimer out there because you you know I broadcast on FAMU, Bethune Cookman, Bethune Bethune Cookman, uh, Clark, uh, Albany State, Texas. See so you mm-hmm. you put some people on fire when you talking about homecoming. <laughs> you, you know, I, I just gotta put a disclaimer. Some people might get mad at you, girl. You know, uh, you talk no, about no, how no, good no. how his homecoming is. I'm telling you, I just got I got I just gotta I just gotta throw support which is Salem State. I just gotta throw some support out for my school <laughs> to let them know oh, no, y'all got it going on with your homecoming because them schools you're inviting to come to your HBCU week events, correct? Oh, absolutely. We have welcomed um to date since we've started the culture in twenty seventeen, we've had about sixty HBCUs show up to engage directly with the students. So you know, it's all love. We're all family. HBCU love all the way around. 
<laughs> so the, the beauty of it is that you may be oh, we gonna we gonna this is why like so I met her in Howard like she said university and then when I met her in Wimbledon you know it's it's a it's a local event in Wimbledon at the time it's not it's not just in Wimbledon anymore we're gonna get that on our next break is that <laughs> you come in there and you got uh, when I went it was about thirty five different HBCUs at the event that I went to I think it was in twenty eighteen I believe. Yes, yes, 35 HBCUs, and I think there were 3,500 students there in 2019. Um, this past year... Um, no, no, don't, don't, don't tell them. We're going to say that. We're going to say that. Don't tell them We're going to get them to hang around. But before we go to break, okay. tell everybody how they can, well, with, with the website and the social media numbers, and, the, and so they can go check any things out. So when they come back from break, they can start calling mm-hmm. us and find out how they get their kids over there, get these scholarship opportunities at these HBCUs. How can we reach out to you? Oh, absolutely. You can reach us at hbcuweek.org. You can connect us directly connect with us, I'm sorry, directly through the website. And on every social channel, we're at HBCU Week. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Okay. So HBCUweek.org and at HBCU Week. You can find out about scholarship opportunities. There are no tricks. It's all it's all complimentary opportunities, mm-hmm. but academic success. You got the scores. You got the. You, you only get there by, by finding out. You only get there by doing research. You only get there. This is one-stop shopping. Like I said, mm-hmm. they got access to all the top universities that are HBCU related uh, that are out there, black colleges and universities as well, that are, that are prominently uh, academically training our uh, minority students, a couple of students of black or brown descent. But what I want to make sure that everybody understands is that, you know, HBCUweek.org is the website. They should consider getting information mm-hmm. more about uh academic training and professional opportunities for your child. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversation Masterclass with the one and only Ashley Christopher. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. 
And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversation Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. Recently, I sat down with two-time Stanley Cup winner, retired NHL player, and brain trauma victim, Daniel Carcillo. He explains how the test in your life will reveal who you are and your purpose. I've always felt that there's a larger purpose to life than, you know, essentially pushing a puck around. You know, it's kind of always... uh, Uh, I have a mind that was always kind of looking for other things, even though I was in my career. And I feel like, you know, you get tested. This is uh, not necessarily another test, but really a culmination of of everything that I've done in my life up to this point uh, to help mitigate suffering, whether it's in the traumatic brain injury context. Yeah, it's just a really exciting time. So I appreciate you having me on your platform. If you want to listen to this full interview with Daniel Carcello, it's available on moneymakingconversation.com. I know it sounds unbelievable that your child can just show up with their test scores, their academic um, scores from high school, especially if they're a graduating senior, and they can get Mm -hmm. enrolled on the spot at these events, that they can get a full-ride scholarship at these events. I've seen them. I've been there. Um, Stephen A. Smith is an ambassador for HBCU Week, a proud ambassador mm-hmm. of HBCU Week. Now, as we talk about this, you being a double alum, if, I, I, like I said, I was at the event in 2019 when I saw 3,500 students show up. And mm-hmm. I, it was like uh, just a line of kids, very organized. Um, mm-hmm. and plus, you also bust some local kids in from high schools to attend as well. Now this event is going around the country, but we want to talk about why is it traveling now and what are the advantages of it traveling is going to bring to other students who are not near the Wimbledon, Delaware area. Yeah, so, I mean, I knew that if a small city like Wilmington, Delaware could attract so much attention and participation, that the appetite for this around the country would would be pretty ripe. So I decided that we should probably explore taking this, uh, you know, around the nation to give more and more students the opportunity. Because what started to happen was people are getting wind of this college fair. They're seeing about it on social media, maybe hearing about it from other family members or friends they may have in the area. And they're wondering, well, what about our kids? How can we participate? What if we get to Wilmington? (laughs) You know, so so we're making arrangements uh, because we want to have, as many students have access to this opportunity as possible. Well, the, the beauty is access. That's really the key. And uh, like mm-hmm. I said, I, I, I was fortunate to be a part of the event. If you want to call and ask Ashley any questions, call 404-880-9255. 404-880-9255. If you want to get any more or ask any questions, uh, it can be your, your child or just somebody you know, a cousin, or uh, you could be an auntie. Uh, who want to inquire about these opportunities being presented at hbcuweek.org, 
for information, but you also can talk to her live. The thing that interests me is like these these events are always sponsor driven and they're motivating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we went through the whole run with in twenty twenty when you know HBCUs was you, you couldn't walk without reading a, uh, and see something flashed about HBCUs mm-hmm. or some type of. Uh, um, uh, donation being made to HBCUs. Where are we at right now? Do you feel on that synergy level? Is, is it still kind of like up there, or it's kind of like settled now? And now you have to get back there and start grinding. And not saying you didn't, you weren't grinding, but there was at a point mm-hmm. where people were gladly making donations to HBCUs mm-hmm. and events like your event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'll say about that is, is very interesting. Um, the dust is starting to settle now, mm-hmm. and you can see which companies have a real intentional uh, arm of support for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I would say in 2020, it was a trend. Uh, hey, let's do this to make it look like we're in support of that or to check a box. But as time is going on, a lot of those companies who are at the forefront of that fight may not necessarily be there, mm. but the ones who had real intentionality behind mm-hmm. their actions and authenticity behind their actions, they're still there. Right. So I'll leave it at that without, you know, calling out any company. Oh, absolutely. But- absolutely. <laughs> but then I only say that because I can feel it. I can see it. You know, I'm in mm-hmm. the media. I understand where, you know, you know, you see it, it's got real political out there, you know, where, mm-hmm. the, you know, a politics. Once, once people start moving stuff into politics, it's unnecessarily, you know, the, yep. you know, the questioning uh, uh, colleges who support diversity, equity and inclusion opportunities, namely Florida mm-hmm. is a state that's really battling that issue with their governor and now the state of Texas is doing that. Mm. It's sad that mm-hmm. in our conversation about HBCUs, we have to talk about that issue because it is becoming an issue which causes companies to back off a little bit. They don't want to be mm-hmm. part. They want to be a flag bearer in that whole political mm-hmm. situation they can, they can get caught up into, which in turn hurts a cause, a great cause that you guys are trying mm-hmm. to do and are doing at HBCU Week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, so conversations are starting to shift just a little bit. Right. Um, but I'm just happy to say that we do have the support of enough companies to you keep do. this mission moving forward pretty strongly. Yeah. Well, so what are the companies you do? Spot. You got the mouse. The the, the, the giant mm-hmm. mouse came into your world. <laughs> and I will tell you once, you know, certain people can tap you on the shoulder and you realize that, hey, this is a, a blessing that I didn't see coming. And um, mm-hmm. you went to Disney. Uh, was it Disney World or Disney? What's what's in Orlando? Is it Disney World in Orlando? Disney World. Okay, yeah. Disney World in Orlando. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of like the uh, HBCU week on steroids, steroids, because it wasn't <laughs> in Wilmington, Delaware anymore. Now you had. Uh, yeah. Okay. So tell us how that event and how did they get to that? And also, what's the ultimate goal? Because like as earlier said, since 2017, HBCU mm-hmm. week foundation has raised more than 50 million dollars for scholarships. Wow. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I mean, it, honestly, Rashawn, it, it grew at a pace that I was never anticipating. Um, and it is the most exciting roller coaster ride that I could have ever imagined. Um, every turn I make, there's another opportunity to consider or another idea, you know, to, to build out. And I couldn't be more grateful for the spot that I'm in. Um, so I'm really happy that we're in a space right now where we're able to scale and we're able to grow. And, I mean, who would have ever thought from Wilmington, Delaware, to Walt Disney World? I mean, that is the biggest jump <laughs> that that we could have ever experienced. So having that opportunity 
was incredible for us because to be on a stage like that, it mm-hmm. got us all the eyeballs that we needed to continue to grow. And I'm especially grateful because bringing on Stephen A. Smith and having him agree uh, to be our brand ambassador caught the attention of the Walt Disney Company, right? you know, because ESPN is a part of the Walt Disney Company and mm-hmm. you know it caught some attention of some, some key decision makers and the rest was history. Next thing you know, we're planning and going on site visits and, <laughs> and executing events in Orlando. No, no, but talking about it. so, awesome. so you know, now you were in Wilmington, Delaware. Thirty five hundred students in Wilmington, Delaware mm-hmm. showed up. Okay, how many? Mm-hmm. And so, how many HBCUs attended the event, the College Day event? That's the event we're talking about. And then, mm-hmm. how many students attended the event? seeking uh, information about HBCUs and uh, enrollment in HBCUs and as well as mm-hmm. scholarship opportunities at HBCUs? Well, you know, 2022 was a very special year. Um, we had record-breaking numbers. So in Wilmington, Delaware, we had 40 HBCUs present and 7,000 students at our college fair. Uh, when we went to Walt Disney World... <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. forty HBCUs yeah, no. in in, in mm-hmm. Wilmington, Delaware, little old Wilmington, yeah. right between Philadelphia and Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have forty and seven thousand students uh, show up to that. But then a month later, when we went to Walt Disney World, we had eight thousand six hundred students and fifty seven HBCUs. So every time we we execute this event or reactivate HBC, we could get bigger and better. I have no idea what to even expect later this year in the fall when we do this again. Um, but it's just really growing at, at a pace that I couldn't be more grateful for. Well, that, that, so, you know, you're throwing out these numbers, you know, got your ball over here stumbling now. So let, let's do some <laughs> quick math. You know, you had, uh, so you had roughly 97 HBCUs that attended HBCU. Well, a lot of them were the same, though. Oh, a no, lot no, of them were the same. Let me brag. Can I brag? Can I brag? <laughs> That's why some people need marketers. That's why people need to have managers and <laughs> consultants. You know, Rashawn, they were duplicate <laughs> schools, you know, because, you know, uh, uh, Clark Atlanta, they went to both locations. Don't nobody know that. Nobody know that. Next thing you're going to know, next thing you know, you're going to say, well, it was the same students at both locations, Rashawn. You know, the same students, you know. We didn't really have 15,000 students, 16,000. Of students. Oh, I don't know. Yes, we did. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have so you have forty in Wilmington, Delaware, and that was in September of last year. And then you have fifty-seven mm-hmm. in Orlando in uh, yes. October of last year. That's ninety-seven yes. schools, HBCU mm-hmm. seeking uh, a tier one students. I like to call tier one students students who are interested in going to college, seeking higher education, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. on top of that. Almost 9,000 students? Oh, yeah. 8,600 in Orlando and 7,000 in Wilmington. So it was it was a huge crowd in both spaces. Um, and nobody, nobody paid a dime. No students paid anything. They no. just came and they met the they met the counselors. They presented their 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 their. their, their graduate or information from their high school, academic information, their transcript, if they had test scores, mm-hmm. ACT, SETs, and they could have enrolled on the spot. Do you have any information on from Delaware, how many students enrolled and how much scholarship dollars were delivered there? And how many in the same in Orlando, do you have that type of information you can share with my listeners? 
Yeah, so between the two locations, we offered over 6,000 college acceptances on the spot and more than $15 million in scholarship awards. So that was split between each of the different locations that we activated it in 2022. So I'm I'm, going to just tell you what you just did. You changed 6,000 young people's lives. Mm. Mm -hmm. $15 million and academic mm-hmm. opportunities. If you didn't yeah. have an HBCU foundation, weak foundation, then that's 6,000 students who, we don't know, I'm not saying they would have they been lost out there, but at least they was given yeah. a, a sense of purpose. At least they was given a direction. Mm-hmm. At least they wasn't tricked. And they got the, then they, yeah. and then they walk into your college day and they're not just walking and talking to just one HBCU. You know, there were, there were, there were 57 in Orlando, there were 40 in Wilmington, Delaware. There were options. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of what you're trying to do. So when we talk about going to other locations in 2023, what are the other places that you're looking at besides Orlando, besides Wilmington, Delaware, that we may be able to attend an HBCU Week Foundation event? Well, we're looking to activate in Atlanta this year. So oh, okay, very, okay. Very Hot Atlanta. You know, that. I'm your mouthpiece. I'm your mouthpiece. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm excited. I love Atlanta. I love the city of Atlanta. So um, it's such a rich spot for HBCU culture, especially with the AUC and Morris Brown getting their accreditation back. So it's just a really, I think, high time for us to come into that city and expose those kids to these opportunities. So, uh, we're we're working on it right now. We're doing some some pretty aggressive fundraising, and we're on our way. So I, I look forward to that. And uh, the ultimate goal. There's always a goal to this, you know, because of the fact that is it is it uh, maybe one day we on we on a, 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 a telethon where you know you you you're honoring people or you what what is the ultimate goal of the HPCU Foundation outside of just presenting academic opportunities for students who are interested in attending HPCUs. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say that that does fall in line with the main goal. I tell people all the time that um, I want HBCU Week to be as big as a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. meaning I want people from every area of, of the world to at least know what it is. Right. You may not even have any interest in it, but you know what it is because our impact is so great. And our scholarships, I, I am very, very proud of, particularly the ones on our corporate side. Because we don't give away anything less than $10,000 when we give a scholarship from our foundation through our corporate partners. And those awards range between ten dollars and $50,000 per student. Our most popular scholarship is our FASI scholarship. That's for STEM, students that are studying STEM. And we give away $150,000, $40,000 scholarships per year for students that are declaring a STEM major and are headed to an HBCU. So what I'd like to do is offer that opportunity in every industry, not mm. just STEM, but also banking, or if you want to be in entertainment or marketing or communications, I want people to know that if they want to go to an HBCU, we have the funds available to sustain them throughout their career. Wow. She's on fire. You know, you know, you, you, you started slow there, Ashley, but boy, you ended, you ended fire. You were fire. That, that last pitch you gave me, Uh-oh. I was trying to, I was trying to find me a kid. <laughs> Ashley is tremendous I want to thank you for taking the time to come on before we go tell everybody the contact information on social media to reach out to the website and all that good stuff yes please follow us you can keep up with all of our events and any information on our website at hbcuweek.org 
or on any social channel. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at HBCU Week. HBCU Week is coming to Atlanta. You hear, heard it here first, and when they're coming, <laughs> you're going to hear it again on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Ashley, thank you. Thank you so much for coming in, calling on my show, and telling everybody about your incredible brand. Awesome. Thanks, Rashana. I appreciate you having me. You have a great night. I appreciate you. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rushan McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 1 million plus social media followers are female. Rushan's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, and former IBM executive. And he has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rushan McDonald will interview his business and celebrity relationships to empower you with tips to succeed in your career that you can only hear in the Money Making Conversations Masterclass show. Money Making Conversations Masterclass continues online at moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations Masterclass on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.